Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Ba 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 ba. Happy Christmas. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are just 66 more shopping days left until Christmas, and you know what that means. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. This is the time of year that we're now referring to as Home for the Horror Days here on Christmas Creeps. This is a holiday podcast where we talk about holiday movies, and sometimes we talk about spooky holiday movies. If you go back and listen to our Gremlins episode last uh, two weeks ago, rather, we definitely referred to it as Home for the Horror Days. Don't go back and listen to it to check. I'm telling you now. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I will be your host this evening. Uh, here with me tonight, as always, are my co-host Johnny Five, the human robot. Oh, I, I get it. Oh, like horror holiday horror days. Oh, exactly. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. And Karen York. Hello. Howdy. So, since it's Halloween, and since we were on kind on kind of short notice for this episode's recording. Um, we watched the only other horror film available that had anything to do with Christmas. We watched The Nightmare. Black Christmas. On Elm Street. Wait. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Whoa. Whoa. Santa, wait, Santa's sleigh. Who could have done that? Thanksgiving? Mm. No, that that's that's for next month. Oh. Yeah, we said that's still on the docket, I guess. Maybe. Uh, we, we go to a docking concert. We could. Maybe Striper will open for him. Oh, yeah. We watched Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, we did. Thank you, John. It was the most horrible of horror movies. Yes, the horror movie that's not scary. Exactly. It was scary enough that Disney didn't want to release it. Not really, no. They they put it under their, t- their almost a tombstone, their touchstone <laughs> label, which is, it's it's visual shorthand for any time Disney is afraid of a movie. They tombstone. Put it out as yeah. Where Disney movies go to die. Exactly. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. This is the... the the, yeah. Who doesn't know Nightmare Before Christmas? I'm going to have a really hard time not saying Elm Street tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Because you were just talking about it before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, we were just talking about it. Um, but no, this is the 1993 uh, stop-motion animated musical produced by Tim Burton, not directed by Tim Burton. A lot of people think it is, right. but it's not. Uh, which is odd, because the very first credit at the end of the movie is directed by Henry Selleck and not Tim Burton. Yep. It, that just goes to show you how few people actually watch the credits after a movie. Because... Everyone thinks it's it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, and for all intents and purposes, I guess it is. Yeah. But it's not. So every, so whenever you see, um, you know, from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, everyone thinks, ooh, a new Tim Burton movie. No. Right. No. No, it's not. Well, Netflix didn't want us to watch the credits. As soon as, like, a single word of the credits appeared, Netflix was like, hey, Labyrinth is starting now. Yeah. I know, I saw David Bowie's face, and I was like, let's just stay at home and watch this instead. You might also like Labyrinth. You might yeah. also like... Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. You might also like Muppets Take Manhattan. Who knows? We're Netflix. Right. Um, What else did... uh Was what was it Harry Selleck? Henry. Hen- Henry Selleck. <laughs> what else did he... Uh... Uh, his other big like animation animated movie is uh, Coraline. Okay. Which I'm a big fan of. Okay. If you've never seen it, go check it out because it's not really. See, I thought that was Tim Burton too. So because it said the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I remember having this exact conversation with somebody like before that movie came out, and they were so confused. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure they did that on purpose just to make, absolutely you like, know 
like because they they knew where the hot topic money was coming from. Right. And oh yeah. It's, it's Tim Burton and not Henry Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some you know some serious like alternative girls love nightmare before Christmas. Absolutely. I mean it's it's become one of those like touchstones that at Halloween and at Christmas like people have to watch it. Yeah. So where whereas people have to watch you know Christmas Vacation once a year. People get a double dose of Nightmare Before Christmas, and yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm if I'm betting money, I would probably say that counts. That counts for me too. Yeah, I'll probably wind up, you know, five days before Christmas, three in the morning on a Saturday, going, "What else can I possibly watch?" Well, Nightmare Before Christmas is back. You're just gonna try to stuff yourself full of movies before Christmas. Yeah, that's usually what I do. Okay. Like when when this podcast gets to actual Christmas time, yeah, it's gonna be a fucking shit show. It's gonna be so miserable <laughs> because like we'll, we'll come on the show and I'll be like, yeah. So last last night I watched Scrooged and Home Alone three and Nightmare Before Christmas. Somebody stop me, please. You're not gonna know what you're talking about. No, and we're gonna be talking about like Bone Alone two or something. Right. Yeah. Next week is my, or next time is my pick. So uh, fucking wear a helmet, man. Okay. We watched two movies that I kind of liked in a row. I gotta fix that. <laughs> Where a poncho? This is like a fucking Geller show. A who? Isn't that a... no Gallagher? Gallagher. Oh, I was like, wait, like Buffy? <laughs> you no, know, you'll get hit with fucking shrapnel from the bending spoons. Yeah. <laughs> oh a poncho. god. Is there a Buffy? Oh, it, no, it, is, is there a Buffy? No, wait, no, show? no, no, no. He bent, he bent the baller house melon spoon. That's why there's melon going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait the you guy telling me... that story was gallagher wow gallagher does seem kind of like a creepy or, rapist or so it makes it was, sense or maybe it was gallagher too <laughs> it was gallagher too it was gallagher too <laughs> Jerry, do you know about gallagher too no i just know about gallagher one basically after gallagher's heyday had come and gone in the right 80s, Somebody else started popping up it was doing Gallagher. It was, his, it was his brother doing cashing in on the Gallagher thing and just doing shows as Gallagher, and they got into a big lawsuit over it. And, well, and to he... this day, I don't know if Gallagher Two is still out there doing his thing or if they've reconciled. But so, which one's the older brother? I believe it's Gallagher. Okay. Speaking of which, Jose Canseco sometimes tries to send his brother Ozzy mm -hmm. to like uh, events. They don't look completely alike, though, so you know it's Ozzy when Ozzy shows up. I think they're twins, but they're not, like, identical. Huh. So they're, like, fraternal twins? I think so. Maybe. Or even if they're identical, they somehow still don't look that alike. Maybe because Jose Canseco shot his finger off or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, Jose Canseco, yeah, like, happened. shot his finger off. That totally happened. And he, he made a big, like, public spectacle out of it on Twitter, too. Uh, from I what mean, I know, he makes a spectacle out of everything on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much his, his thing now. Okay. That's how, that's how he stays current and relevant and shit. Right. Uh, but it's also kind of like how whenever whenever someone, they try to hire Richard Dreyfus to do like a, a voiceover or a narration or something, he almost invariably says no, but he'll, he'll also send them his brother who sounds exactly like him. <laughs> so his brother Jesus makes good Christ. work sounding like Richard Dreyfus. Well, let's tell his brother Richard Stamos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to die because I'm still trying to, I'm still imagining like spoons bending and flying apart. <laughs> Ricocheting off the walls. Alright. That fucking kid from the Matrix don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So nope. Before, before we get it before we go, you know, further off the rails than we already are, um I, I feel like it do I have to explain the plot of Nightmare Before Christmas? Because I feel yeah. like Yeah. 
Okay, I guess I have to finish that sentence, though. I feel like everybody <laughs> on the planet knows the story, but for the... This is the first time I've ever watched it. Okay, Going so... into this, all I knew was the What's This What This song. Okay. Oh, you never watched it? Yeah. Really? Wow. No, I didn't realize that. Well, I'm I'm glad we can continue this tradition of um, minimal education on the show. <laughs> Every week, it seems like somebody hasn't seen the thing we're watching, and yeah. sometimes it's all of us. It's true. It's a learning experience. Yeah, that's right. Brad hadn't seen fucking Die Hard, did he? Brad hasn't seen, hadn't seen Die Hard. I hadn't seen it either. Well, yeah, but Brad hadn't seen Die Hard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> fucking Brad. This, I mean, Karen, it, it's it's okay that you hadn't seen Die Hard, but Brad was the guy that I was actively trying to like give a film education to, and he hadn't seen Die Hard. That's that's awful. Okay. Before Brad disappeared forever, the last thing I showed him was Terminator Two. <laughs> That's the saddest sentence I've ever heard. Maybe he's in Mexico heading out from the T one thousand. That's like that's a, what he learned from. That's what your film education taught him. Yeah, that's such a sad like one sentence story. Never go to film school, kids. You'll end up hoarding guns in Mexico. Yes. All right. Oh, so, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm gonna try and uh, wing this without oh, a timer. I thought you were gonna recite it in rhyme for a second. Good Christ, no. Speaking of which, this was based off of a poem Tim Burton wrote in 82, I read. Yeah, supposedly it was... It, supposedly, Nightmare Before Christmas was, in fact, based on Tim Burton witnessing Christmas creep in action. Oh, wow. Like, he was at a department store, and he saw um, Christmas display, a Christmas display next to a Halloween display, and, like, the little little mouse in, in the wheels started spinning in his head. Oh, so he went to Walmart, like, three days ago, apparently. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And he wrote a story, and in the ten years since then, he had he apparently gave it to Danny Elfman and said, "There's there's something in here. <laughs> there's something to this." Okay, I want to peel back the curtain just a little bit because something's staring me in the face has been staring me in the face for a year. Okay, right next to where we record, there's been a Christmas ornament sitting on your shelf yes. for mm -hmm. the entire year. Yes, it's Wally and Eve. Do you want to know why it's there? Why? Because it's the only Christmas ornament I have, and I don't have any storage for it. <laughs> so it just sits on my counter until next Christmas, when I can then put it on the other counter over there. I feel like each time we record, we just get like another little piece of your home life that just sounds sadder and sadder and sadder. And it, part of me is doing it for effect, but the other part of me is just like, no, don't tell them the truth. Stop telling them the truth. <laughs> It's okay. But we'll, I'll, I guess I'll take a picture of it and put it up on the website for all of our people who really want to know what my life looks like. Yes. Yeah, you should. <laughs> so The Nightmare Before Christmas is the story of the king of pumpkin town, Jack Skellington, who every year presides over a, pump, a Halloween parade. To who, exactly? I don't know. Um, they, they, they throw Halloween for the world. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, at the start of the movie, there was, like, the seven doors. There was St. Patrick's Day and Easter and Christmas and Halloween. Okay. And, yeah, they were, their job was to do Halloween every year. Yeah. See, I, I, and it's it's called Halloween, Tom. Okay. And <laughs> the Pumpkin King. Which, there's yes. a mayor, too. There's a mayor and a king. What the mm -hmm. hell? Yeah, there, there's the mayor. He's, like, a candy corn head. I think dude. One's, one's more honorific than anything. Yeah. Mayor is... The mayor is an, it says he's an elected official. Yeah. But Pumpkin <clears> King is sort of a... It's a, a figurehead kind of title. I didn't vote for him. Everyone, everyone <laughs> loves him. Come on, how do you not vote for Otho? Um, so Jack is the Pumpkin King, and he presides over, I guess, the Halloween parade that that doubles as 
that's Halloween for the year. Which, but I just took it as like they're just putting on a parade for themselves in town, like you would put on like a town Christmas parade, right? And I always thought, who is watching this? Because it seemed like everybody in town was in the parade. Yeah, but the 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 fact remains that it's like a competition every year to see who can who can be the most spooky, and Jack is is sort of always always assumed to be the best, but he's not too happy about it, and he he walks off and sings a song to himself. This this is a musical, by the way. He sings a song to himself about how nobody understands what it's like being the best guy ever at everything, and also that it's kind of it's kind of boring being the pumpkin king because it's Halloween all the time. And yeah, doing one thing all the time is super boring. I understand that. But as he's wandering through the woods, he discovers an on, a little enclave of trees, with you know uh, each having their own door. One is a an Easter door with a big Easter uh, Easter egg on it. One's a a Thanksgiving door with a big turkey. St. Patrick's Day. Um, there's probably a Columbus Day on there somewhere. There's, there's a Fourth of July. There's one. a Valentine's Day. There's a Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a Martin Luther King Day in there too. <laughs> that that's probably pretty cool. That's the most gruesome one. Martin Luther King Town. That no, that I mean that's that's the dream right there, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, Jack stumbles into the tree shape, the tree with a door shaped like a Christmas tree, and it's Christmas Town. Yep. And he sings his his big um his big show-stopping song that everybody knows. What's this? Uh reveling and marveling at all, all the things of Christmas and he brings it back to the people of Halloween Town and says, "We're going to put this on ourselves." And so they the town rallies together and they basically jerry-rig their own Christmas out of um Elmer's glue and thumbtacks. Horrible horrible Halloween horrible things. Horrible horror horror it's it's the horror days, really. Yes. And Jack gets the bright idea that he wants to be Santa Claus, so he hires a bunch of asshole kids to kidnap Santa Claus so that he can uh, fly through the night and deliver toys. But he's flying through the night and delivering horror toys to all the children of the world, and nobody likes him that much. So the military shoots him dead, or not dead because he's already dead. Right. They shoot him they dead shoot again. Him, they shoot him dead to the ground. And he realizes he he has the big ultimate realization that no I I should stick to what I know basically yeah and he goes and saves Santa Claus from the boogeyman yeah boogie boogie and falls in love with the bride of Frankenstein Sally and everybody goes back to normal and the world is restored and everybody is cool yep that's basically it or is it. Or is it? I so, don't know why I did the dramatic hamster music there. So who's in this movie that we might know of? Well, um Well for one, uh all of the all of Jack's songs are sung by Danny Elfman. Yeah, that's himself. that's the one I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh Catherine O'Hara voices Sally. Yep. Uh Pee Wee Herman is one of the little asshole kids. Yes. I don't know which one is Locke, but he is a Locke. Okay. Um Oh, the fat guy from Beetlejuice, Otho, is the mayor. Yes. And what's the, what's his name? Um, oh, what's the guy's name from Christmas Vacation? The old guy. Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis is the mad scientist who oh, okay. created uh, Sally. All right. Little du- little duck man in a wheelchair. Yeah. So Doctor Finkelstein. Was that his name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dr. Farnsworth? Yes! <laughs> Go! 
good news. <laughs> That's about right. That's pretty much. That's yeah. pretty much it. So. so, John, this was your first time seeing Nightmare Before Christmas. What did you think? I thought... Oh, so that's where everything ever got its, like, half-spooky aesthetic. That's where the Undercity in World of Warcraft came from, you know? That's where yeah. fucking everything comes from. Yeah. Yes. Pretty and much. Was, the answer is yes. And it was basically animated Beetlejuice. Never mind the fact that the, there was a Beetlejuice cartoon. This was, like, animated Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. It's the, it was basically a cartoon version of Tim Burton's brain. Yeah. Yeah. If you hooked him up to one of those machines... I don't have a machine here for reference. I'm just saying one of those machines. Oh, you don't? No. The Matrix? Is that the machine you're talking you about? You look up to the Matrix. That's what that's what the Matrix would be would look like. Uh, okay, let's get on that. What? I'm, what? Okay, you know what I'm saying. If you hooked Tim Burton's brain up to a projector, that's what you'd see. I I mean, let's let's make the Matrix happen because I would live in Halloween Town. Mm. That'd be cool. Can I live in the Fourth of July Town? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, that dibs. Okay. Just like apple pies constantly. And no, like... fucking fireworks constantly. What the hell are you talking and about? And hot dogs. Oh, like hot, hot, dog, hot, dog, hot, hot dogs and fireworks, yeah. Okay. Do they do, they do fireworks for Oktoberfest? Ooh, is there an Oktoberfest uh, town? Oh, man. Think of all the beer. That's just Germany. Well, yeah, but for Oktoberfest especially, Jonathan would be in that. I was not over there for Oktoberfest, um, but... From what I know, Germans will find any excuse to put off fireworks. They're not like, a, oh, it's this holiday type thing. Right. They set them off for like a local festival in one town I was in. Um, we set them off on New Year's Eve, I remember. Some people set them off when someone won a fucking soccer game. Um, I was over there when uh, Kosovo got its independence and a bunch of exchange students set them off then. So oh, cool. I don't think there's really any occasion other than this time to celebrate. So it's it's basically like, like it is over here. Because we set them off for friggin' minor league baseball games and shit. That's true. Yeah, and the state fair. So that, that's what Fourth of July town is. It's the state fair. It's the state fair. Oh shit! Oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm going there. Deep fried Oreos and oh my god, uh, liquefied Twinkies all year round. <laughs> and Fourth all of... the fair games you can play. Yeah, turkey shoots and bo- <sighs> bottle tosses. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle tosses. You know the game where you have to like knock four like aluminum milk milk bottles over with a baseball. Except they're not aluminum. It's not. They're not aluminum. They're made of like depleted uranium or something. So you can't knock them over. I'm just imagining you like throwing bottles at people. (laughs) I figured you were talking about the thing where you have to throw the ring over the top of the bottle. Yeah, which is a ring toss. The ring toss. The bottle toss. Okay, the baseball toss. Whatever. I don't the know. bottle toss where you just like throw empty beer bottles at people out, out of the back of your pickup? <laughs> That'll be five tickets, please. <laughs> you, have to, you have to pay tickets to have a bottle thrown at you? As gas grabs her tickets, no one rides free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fourth... Fourth of July town sounds a lot like Diabetes Town. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. But um That's America. It's that that's America. So exactly. We saw Christmas Town, and Christmas Town seems just as like I don't want to use the word grotesque, but Christmas Town seemed just as much like creepy and weird in its own way as Halloween Town did. How so? Of just like, oh, this is a place where like literally the only thing that ever happens is Christmas and it's completely over the top and like all consuming and pervasive. There's Nothing that's not Christmas there. So it's, that sort was... of, it's sort of like this show. Yes. Yeah. But there was no one there talking about Alien. <laughs> that's what Christmas Town was missing. 
it, it Christmas Town was kind of unsettling to me just from like everyone that, there was just toiling away to make fucking toys. There was a big clock in the that said X number of days until Christmas. It was like all they ever thought about. I mean, Christmas Town more or less is just the North Pole. That's true. Yeah, it was it's, it's it was Whoville to me. Like, yeah, okay, kinda, yeah. yeah, but no, I mean that's what the towns were. They were they were the places where they made the holidays and yeah. then they brought them to Earth for everybody. That makes me really wonder what Thanksgiving Town is. It's just a turkey farm. Yeah, it's where all the turkeys are grown and they inject all the hormones so they can't walk. <laughs> they give them big turkey breasts. See, I'm just imagining like a nightmare on a. God damn it. Okay, that did it. I did it. Elm Street. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas sequel that's about PETA searching for Thanksgiving Town so that they can, like, raid it. So they can, like, burn it to the ground? Pretty much. Oh, man. And so there also has to be a corresponding town for Easter Town. Thanksgiving Town. Yeah, there was an Easter Town. We saw the Easter yeah, Bunny. Yeah, because. We did see the Easter Yeah, Bunny. they kidnapped the Easter Bunny. Um,. I mean, I mean, Thanksgiving Town's gotta be horrible though, because think about that—you have to like, if you have to like fucking like inseminate all the turkeys and a, shit. It's, it's a bunch of football players making cranberry sauce. <laughs> football players? Yeah, that's what you do on Thanksgiving. You you overeat and watch like the fucking Lions or someone play football. That's true. And the only thing, well, you watch the the Macy's Parade. Maybe that's where they make all the floats for the Macy's Parade. Okay, yeah. Okay, so so Thanksgiving Town is a town. Where all it's populated by nothing but football players and Pikachu <laughs> balloons and Pikachu balloons and Bart Simpson and Bart Simpson and and after after Thanksgiving every year, all the football players go home and watch the dog show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my family does every year. I was year. gonna say I was gonna say after Thanksgiving they went over to Christmas Town and bought a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably would. They would all migrate to Christmas Town and just wait. <laughs> no wait for black friday yeah there's a black friday town too isn't there oh god well there were only what like six it's, trees it's, the black friday town is a burlington coat factory <laughs> yeah have you ever been in a burlington coat factory yes, or see pictures have. of one yes i have <laughs> it looks kind of like uh let's say iraq circa 2004 it's it is a nightmare it is just a wasteland of coats god that's terrible yeah, like, there's no one stocking things, like, <laughs> in Burley Go Factory, stocking consists of, like, dumping a bin onto the floor and just, like, eh, if someone wants it, they'll pick it up and buy it. I remember the first time I ever went into a Burlington Coat Factory, <laughs> which is not a thing I ever thought I'd say <laughs> on a podcast about Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> was the first thing I thought when I first went into a Burlington Coat Factory when I was, I think, seven or eight years old was... This is what a dry cleaners looks like. They thought it was a dry cleaners because why else would they have so many coats? Like the back room of the dry cleaner. Exactly. That's like where it's where the the big roller coaster of coats yes. is. Except it's not a roller coaster. It's just coats. Just like a fucking pile of coats. What if Ugh. what if you could like Scrooge McDuck it through the coats? Swim. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be amazing. It would be so fluffy. Too. Yeah, it would. It would be hella It'd soft. Be a lot better than swimming through coins. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. You can make that happen. Have a house party. He's like, oh, just put your coats on the bed. And then just wait. And then just everyone shows up. And then disappear. Yeah. yeah. Like, let everyone get good and, like, toasty. And then, you know. You just go back to the jump of the bed and be like, oh, I'm rolling in all of your coats. It's <laughs> like, where's Sean? And then they look and they're, you're just, like, making snow angels in the coats on the bed. 
<laughs> I hope you didn't have any valuables in here. Rubbing the coats all over yourself. Here, here this is a, uh, this is a, an anecdote. Um, just a little bit of advice. Um, if you're hosting a party like that where you throw all the coats on the bed, don't go back and fuck on that bed later because that's kind of annoying when I have to go get my coat. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was a that was a, a dorm a, party. Well, okay, yeah, that's yeah, like a that's, college student that's thing. Also, I'm pretty sure that's also a George Carlin joke. Really? That's gotta be. That that like literally happened. Like we were trying to get our coats out, and the door was locked, and then eventually the host comes out wearing a sheet, and like, oh, cool. I hope you move my coat first. <laughs> <laughs> no, George Carlin did a bit once that was like, um, it's like I, I bet nobody gets laid at house parties because that's where all the that's all the coats are on the bed. <laughs> Or something like that. He's just not creative enough. Apparently. He's not determined <laughs> enough. No. Yeah, exactly. George Carlin, lazy comedian. <laughs> he apparently was a lazy fuck. Oh, boy. So back, gets it. back to Nightmare. Okay. Yes. Um, I have I have a couple of questions about this film. I've seen okay. this a number of times, but, I, but like watching it last night, a couple of things occurred to me. First of all, um, is Jack the worst? Because I think Jack is the worst. In general, overall, the worst. I, just, yeah, just a terrible person. Um, I think Jack's just a little thoughtless. He's very well intentioned, but yeah, that's all. That like, he's well intentioned, but kind of um, he means well, but he's a little thoughtless. Yeah, an idiot savant, I would say almost. That that's, he's that's... really good at Halloween and just. That's a good way to put it. He's an idiot savant. Yeah. Like, he seems like a really, really nice dude. Well, because there's that, the scene where he first enters Christmas Town, and you can tell he's extremely into it. Yeah. But he still doesn't, like, it still doesn't quite click for him. Mm -hmm. And he has that weird, like, um, Grinch moment later on in his house when he realizes that Christmas isn't some, isn't like a thing. It's, it's something you have to feel. Right. But still, he kind of has this feeling like, He's entitled to it, which I guess, again, we all are in our own way. But there's yeah. just something about Jack that really bothers I mean, me, and I can't he, put my finger on it. He thinks it. he's doing Santa a favor when he has the three little asshole kids kidnap him. Because he's like, oh, you're taking a vacation this year, Santa. You need one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he's just he's just being, like, dumb at I that guess, point. yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of, like... I don't think maybe he's driven by... He's like, well, I'm good at Halloween, therefore I'm going to be good at everything I do. Well, right. he he wants a new experience as part of the thing, so he he's really like super. His heart is set on Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so I, I don't know. I think he's kind of talked himself into into it being a, a good thing Who to would do. Who kidnap if we went to Thanksgiving Town? Would he kidnap a turkey? He would kidnap. What's the guy's name? He would kidnap uh, John O'Hurley, who hosts the dog show every year. No, he would kidnap, like, fucking, like, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Terry, uh, the football dude. Hatcher? No. Terry Hatcher's a desperate housewife, you Terry fuck. Terry Pratchett? Yes, Terry Pratchett. Terry Bradshaw. No. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. No, no, he would kidnap- Thanksgiving Town, no, Thanksgiving Town It would be would literally be Plymouth. So he would he would he would kidnap Miles Standish. Oh, there we go. No, he yeah. would, he would kidnap the six legged turkey. I'm I'm still thinking of the the football thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> but and okay, so I realize that saying this is is the equivalent of like, well, if this happened, then there would be no movie. But 
like it, you would think that the first thing through Jack's head was, I need to introduce myself because to somebody because this is incredible and I need to talk about it. Right. Yeah, so he, you he, think he would introduce himself to Santa Claus and say, hey, look, I'm the guy on the other side of the world. Yeah. Let's meet up and have a party. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you, when he first saw like the shadow of Santa, you know, he should have been like, hey. And, well, And I understand that his first thought is like that. He must be a terrifying monster. Right. Sure. <laughs> you know, you're the king of Christmas. I'm yeah, the king he, of Halloween. He thinks he's a giant lobster. Yeah. But that's true. He thinks he's Lobster Johnson. <laughs> I, I would rather think he was like Cave Johnson. Okay. With Cave Johnson's voice. Poor yeah. Man. What if Santa was J.K. Simmons? I'd be all right. But I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Me too. That's why you'd be a good little boy every year. You give him pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man's been naughty again. Okay, there's a scene in the What's This uh, musical number that always has always bothered me. Mm-hmm. And it's the shot where he goes in, Jack goes into the kid's bedroom, and he's like, he's like marveling at how the kids are, are asleep and there's nothing under the bed to scare them yeah and they must be dreaming of of christmas and wonderful things and he like rests his head on the kid's head yeah and then he he bolts and then the kid like bolts up in his bed and he's hit with this distressed look on his face and and all i can think of is for that split second that kid's life is ruined because suddenly (laughs) christmas is tainted for him forever that poor little elf that's the moment that child learns the concept of doubt <laughs> so are these little children in christmas town like perpetual children i can't tell i can't tell if which ones are elves and which ones are children or if or if they're all just both i really hmm. don't know or yeah because i didn't see any adults they they had to have been elves yeah because i still run on the assumption that christmas town is the north pole right so they they probably weren't that innocent. <laughs> okay. How do you make that leap? Oh, I'm saying he's probably he's probably been around for a while. I'm sure. Oh, uh, uh, so you're saying it's an act. You're saying that it's not a room full of kids. It's a, like it's just a bunkhouse for adults. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. When, so when the when the elf bolts up awake out of sleep he's actually like fretting over his mortgage (laughs) and not because jack not because the visage of death just put his hand on his face yes (laughs) oh god Mm. i'm useless tonight that reminds me i gotta pay the water bill oh shit (laughs) Um, why would he have a mortgage you think you fucking live for free at the North Pole? Yeah, there are no free rides. <laughs> what would there be a mortgage on if they live in a bunkhouse together? They don't own the place I together. Know. I don't know. I'm bad at improv, Karen. <laughs> Maybe they're paying they're paying rent to Santa. Don't say that. Yeah, Santa would suck to fucking work for because like Santa runs that place. Like he pays you in fucking like candy cane scrip. You gotta go shop at the company store. Yeah, there's no, like there's no guarantee, and it's like 600 candy canes for a bucket of gruel this week. Who knows what it'll be next week? Yeah. Oh shit, that's awful. They need to unionize. I know. I mean, it, what conditions are terrible? I mean, clearly, maybe that's why he was horrified. He was like dreaming about the terrible. He was like dreaming about the fucking bread lines. He was dreaming about the upcoming strike. Yeah, they go on strike, and then Santa goes over and calls calls in some friends from Pinkerton Town, just bust some fucking heads. He sets loose the reindeer, and some some elves are gonna get stomped. Ooh, that's oh, not pretty. Bad day. Maybe Jack needs to take over Christmas and, and keep it that way. 
Yeah, because clear, clearly the people in Halloween Town are all into it. The yeah, are, they're gung ho, even though they don't know about it. They are they're gung ho. So if you die in Christmas Town, is it just like, well, guess I live in Halloween Town now? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, because they're all like dead ghoulish things, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So where did they come from? I don't know. Where where, where do where any did, of us come where did, from? Where did the dead fat baby come from? Well, you see, when a dead fat mommy and a dead fat daddy love each other very much, they fuck. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean, you do see his parents, so fair point. <laughs> okay, so okay, so then where does the the little the little black devil baby with giant wings that that walks around on his giant wings come from? Like, does he just did he just come from hell? Yeah. Is that, is that baby Hellboy? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, because Oogie Boogie's that's, that's, like... That's why you don't see any Nazis in Halloween Town. Hellboy's keeping them the fuck out. <laughs> Oogie Boogie's got some weird, like, casino slash, like, Hades thing going on downstairs, so... What? Yeah, what is Oogie Boogie's deal, anyway? He's... I don't know. He's not a real thing. He's, no, he's a he's, bunch of bugs. Yeah, he's the boogeyman. He's not, he's not a thing, like... But he still, like, exists in Halloween Town, and he... He, they clearly know about him, and they all clearly hate him, except for those three asshole kids who 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 worship him, like literally bow down to him. Yeah, like they they give him like they give him things to torture. Yeah, like they they they, they put was it Santa or was it the bug they put down there? One they, of them like throws it down. The well, other two are like bowing down before him. They put the bug down there, and the yeah, they also put Santa down there. Yeah, which that's another thing of that they're not being. They're being a little malicious, but they're actually trying to be well-intentioned. Jack told them to put Santa somewhere comfortable, and I think, oh, okay, Boogie's place is nice. But he did tell them to not have anything to do oh, with Boogie. He Oogie told Boogie. them like five minutes ago, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you have you met a kid? That's true. They forget shit. Yeah, he did specifically say like no Oogie Boogie. But but still, like looking at Oogie Boogie's little little man cave. He's got a big roulette wheel. He's got a big roulette wheel with, like, three cowboys that shoot... Like, slot machine cowboy yeah. they're, No, they're things. one-armed bandits. Yeah, they're, one, yeah. they're really one-armed bandits, yeah. Yeah. And he's he's got, like, the the roulette wheel that spins around a boiling pit of lava or something. Right. And he's got his, uh, his dice that he throws. And... It's... The cards. Skeleton, yeah, the cards that with, like, the swords that oh, come out yeah. and spin around. That, that was actually... I always thought that was cool. Yeah. I want some of those. Put them on the wall here. Yeah, I did like uh, it when uh, when Jack so you, Jack you was going after him. Sure. What if you accidentally like ran into it yourself or killed one of your friends? Um. Well, to prevent that, we'd have to start doing the podcast at your place. Okay. So then I have to clean up all my swords, <laughs> all your katanas, <laughs> all your kendo sticks. Uh, excuse me, they're wakizashis. They are shorter than katanas. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Me too, honestly. <laughs> hey, Joe, what's up? I don't know, John. What's up? Uh, we watched Nightmare Before Christmas. We did. That's right. Yeah, we were talking about it, remember? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I love? I love how you, when the way you said that it sounded like we made a hard edit and we came back from like an hour and a half of doing nothing. No, we just we just literally <laughs> stopped and started again. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to bring up about Nightmare Before Christmas, which I 
have to confess, I did not come to this conclusion on my own, but having watched it again, I can definitely see it. What does Jack learn at the end of this story? Does he learn anything? Like, does he learn a lesson? Is some kind of moral imparted upon him? Uh, the only thing he really learns is that Christmas is best left to Santa. Mm-hmm. And he can do some really good shit for Halloween next year. So I guess the lesson is the lesson is do your fucking job. Yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe more than just know your part. Maybe more than just the fucking <laughs> Snowpiercer lesson. It's actually like just know your limits. Maybe maybe. I think the the, the real lesson is like vacations are important, <laughs> but but like you should. <laughs> You shouldn't go to Cabo and expect to just live there. <laughs> and you shouldn't kidnap the president and take him away. Yeah. You shouldn't come back from Cabo and be like, look, I bought, I, I, <laughs> I brought Pedro Hornies with me. <laughs> so, so that would, that would get, no, that would be bad if you went to Cabo and you came back with Sammy Hagar. So is, oh. Me- is Mexico a Christmas town then? It, uh, yeah, sure. Navidad town. Oh, right, right. La Ciudad de Navidad. La Ciudad de Navidad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's the reason for the season. Mm. So they put this movie out in theaters recently in 3D. I wish I had seen that. I, hadn't, I didn't have the chance to see it. I Actually, I take that back. I didn't bother. I, it, I actively stayed away. Partly because I because I knew the the kind of people it would attract. Yeah, um, I I would have liked to have gone anyway, but we didn't. I'm sure it's a cool thing. Like it's it's actually a very good looking film. Yeah. For as much as we kind of poke poke fun at it a little bit. Yeah. It's actually a gorgeous fucking movie. I yeah. love it. Like, uh, as far as stop motion animation goes, there's only a couple that can outdo it. Yeah. And it's the short list is basically Coraline and. Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. <laughs> so, I enjoy, I, I very much enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas, but I have to take it in very small doses, because the music kind of gets to me after a while. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, it's a musical, there are more songs than not songs. Like, I'm I'm okay with movies where it's like, oh, there's a song every, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. This is like, there's a song, there's five minutes of setting up, or not even five, there's five lines of setting up the next song, and there's another song. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a, it's almost like a Sondheim musical where everybody just sings the plot. Yeah, pretty much. And depending on how you like Sondheim musicals, uh, I mean, then you're probably going to love, you probably love Nightmare Before Christmas. But, like... But there was no Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter. No, so who cares? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really into musicals, but um, I do really love Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. So, I th- I think the wh- where the film starts to lose me is when the boogie kids start to sing their song <laughs> because it's just the most annoying shitty song I've ever heard. It's just three kids doing the na 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 for like five minutes. Pretty much, yeah. Well, and they're they're singing about like how they're gonna like kidnap and torture santa mm-hmm. i mean i get that like they're singing about the terrible things that they're going to do to santa claus but it even just sounds like danny elfman gave up and just gave the paper to his kid, his five-year-old kid and said here what would you sing if you had to kill santa claus 
<laughs> That's a terrible what prompt. Give it to Paul Rubens that do the Pee Wee Herman stuff nobody likes. That's an awful prompt to give a kid. What would you how sing would, if? How would, what would you sing if you could kill Santa Claus? <laughs> Gee, Dad, I don't know. I would probably be too busy crying. <laughs> okay. Well, instead, imagine you're not a wuss. Now, what would you sing if you could kill Santa Claus? Oh, okay. Oh, well, in that case, just scramble, scramble, scramble. In that case, in, in putting on the suit and entering the sleigh. <laughs> and it all comes back to Tim Allen. God damn you, Tim Allen. Thank you. Good God. So, uh, crankometer time. We need to give this movie a score, is, I believe. Is there, a, is there a Shaggy Dog Christmas movie so we could have a Tim Allen Dog Park Christmas movie? Ooh. Um... They didn't make a sequel to that one, did they? I sure hope they didn't. Because I know, I know the original has a sequel, and it's called, like, the Shaggy DA or something like that. There's a Shaggy... I thought the Shaggy Dog was, like, a joke that doesn't have a point. It's that as well. Yeah. And so is that a movie that doesn't have a point? Probably. It's a movie about some guy turning into a dog. Oh, okay. And maybe he's, like, maybe he's the DA in the same, like, uh, precinct where there's the monkey uh, detective, Lancelot Link. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. It was the monkey detective on TV? I, I don't fucking know. I'm not. I know I'm. I know I'm the animal guy, but I'm not like that far into it. So are, are you saying you're a furry? No, come on. <laughs> Do we need to have an intervention? No. And crossover no. crossover episode of Christmas Creeps. No, I read. An, I read an interesting statistic the other day. It was like. You know, it's just only a small percentage, about 99% of furries, that give the rest of them a bad name. I hate you, John. So, Crankometer <clears> time, <throat> where would we place this on our... How Christmassy is this movie? Patented scale. Just pin it out. Damn it. God damn it all. Um, it's kind of Christmassy. It's... it's... I mean, when the whole premise is Halloween it's... trying to take over Christmas, it's... It's pretty... It's up there. Yeah. Is there any, like, Christmas spirit or Christmas lesson to be learned? Or is it just there's a bunch of Christmas trappings? Well, Halloween is... shouldn't take over Christmas. There are lots of Christmas trappings. Jack does learn the... the He learns the lesson about, about Christmas, the Grinch lesson, basically, in the span of, like, one line of dialogue. Okay. Which is just, like, you know, you have to... Christmas... What's the line? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean you can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, okay, yeah, it's Christmas. Okay, I want um, to... I want to take off as many points as I can get away with for this, though, because okay. when when the when they talk about shooting down Santa's sleigh and there's an imposter Santa out there, they said the real Santa's not here. Christmas is canceled, which that is the year without a Santa or the Christmas that almost wasn't lesson of if Santa Claus isn't working. There's no Christmas anymore because Christmas is apparently about fucking toys. I suppose. Yeah, uh, I, I I want to take points off for that. OK, I will. I will I will give you two points to throw away for that. So three points then. Positive three. Yeah. That's yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. Because I would have given it a full five. Okay. Um. I mean, it's relatively benign, but it's also like they they weren't being like too serious about it really. But right. the fact that they put it in is really. I don't like it. Yeah, Christmas is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a little it's a little eerie that like you never see more than like the arms of an adult in this movie. 
There was one adult you saw their face, and that was it. It was yeah. the police officer when he was driving. Like the silhouette of a police officer. You, yeah. You, you. Um. I think maybe like one of the radio people. Maybe yeah. Yeah, but like very, very much a lot of the adults were like Muppet Babies, like head out of frame. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, not that that has any bearing on this, but yeah. Uh, so quality wise, how how good is this movie exactly? I think it's I th- I would I would not hesitate to call it good. I would hesitate to call it any better than that. I re- I like it a lot, but I don't know if that makes it good. I love it. Uh, maybe give it like a two or three. I was saying three. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with a three. So a, th- a solid three three. Yeah. Yes. Tool, which I mean, which I mean to say, cool. <laughs> Tool. So you're like a little, you're like my niece who's learning her. I'm a mini Tim. I'm a mini Tim, the tool man. You know, my niece is learning her consonant sounds right now, and all of her K sounds sound like T's. So you're basically like a baby. Tool. I'm learning my bands early. (laughs) You got it, dude. Learn to swim. Wow. Okay. So 3 3 then. 3 3. That's a wrap on, on Nightmare before christmas okay so what was your news john yes john has news i don't know what you would qualify this as and this is news in the sense of like um the way the internet usually reports news which is like at light speed at light speed and with the minimal amount of like there's actual content to this or there's actual confirmation of this just fucking say whatever it is okay this is an article from deadline that was put out the day we recorded oh baby um Breaking news, Die Hard 6 on drawing board with Wiseman D. Bonaventura. Oh, fuck. I just heard about this. I did just hear about this. Yeah. Um. Are all the Die Hard movies Christmas movies? No. Two, oh, no. Only two of them. No, because one of them is uh, Fourth of July, right? Yeah. Live Free or Die Hard? Yes. Okay. The fifth one is nothing at all. Okay. The third one is nothing at all either. I don't think so, yeah. It just takes, it just takes place like... It's in the summer. But it's yeah, it's like May or something because the kids are still in school. Yeah, Memorial Day? No, forget it. Anyway, Cinco de Mayo. Anyway, um, what did you do? Let me find an actual sentence to read here. I'm sure there are plenty of them. Ooh, what does Cinco de Mayo town look like? There's Ooh. Coronas everywhere. It looks like Grim Fandango. What are you it's talking just, about? It's just a bunch of white people it, wearing. It, it's wearing, Grim Fandango wearing uh like Jimmy Buffett sombreros and shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a bunch of white people. It's a bunch of parrot. It's a bunch of parrot heads like drinking fucking Coronas. (laughs) I don't want to read all of the story because it's a lot of like terrible Hollywood buzz bullshit. But basically the idea is that they want to make a Die Hard 6 and they want to do this for years. And they had a script for a while that was going to have try to get Samuel Jackson back into it. And I don't know if Samuel Jackson being reluctant kind of shut that down. I don't know how willing he was into it or not. But now the idea is of Wiseman, who was the director of uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah. With uh, De Bonaventura, who was he was the guy who wrote Di- the Diary with a Vengeance, or wrote the Simon Says script it was based on. Okay. And their current idea is to have. Um, didn't like the the series, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, basically have like old Indiana telling here's a story from when I was twelve. Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple like that. Yeah. That's what they want to do with Die Hard Six. It's Bruce Willis telling a story about something that happened in 1979. Oh shit. Oh boy! So it is, it is, it is. Die Hard Origins Wolverine. <laughs> so it's gonna have a uh, uh, what's his face? 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, every single article about this mentions Lubert, by the way, yeah. Of course it does. Which, yeah, that's, this is nothing, this is just another thing of this is their current idea, and I think it's getting reported on because it's diehard. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis is involved with the talks. Interested, basically. Yeah, yeah and not he's not committing to anything, but he's, like, listening at the very least. So if they go through with it, you know they're gonna get someone like Channing Taters or Channing Taters <laughs> played the kid, didn't he? No. And who, who's the kid in Die Hard Five then? Okay, it wasn't. Um... Hey, Channing Taters is all right. He was I mean, pretty he's fine. Yeah, he I'm was just... pretty funny in White House Down. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so... not saying, but I mean, some, it's it's gonna be a Channing Taters type. It's gonna yeah. be. Oh, who was it? It's not Sam Worthington. It's not Sheila Booth. Sheila Booth. It's not. Jeez, what's this dude's name? Let me just look it up on the internet machine here. So, die hard five. Not Taylor Kitsch. Cast. Jai Courtney. Oh, that asshole. Okay. I don't even know who that fucking is. He, well, he was in he was in Die Hard 5 as John McClane Jr. Oh, okay. And he was in the new Terminator as Kyle Reese. Okay. Gross. Yeah. He was he in Divergent. Yeah, he was in Divergent as well. Of course he was. Ugh. I I should write my own young adult book series to get turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. I can just be like, there's four groups of people and they don't like each other, but then there's this guy and he's all the groups at once, and that that's all you need to write a story. That that's if if you if you just straight map it to the hero's journey and also that save the cat book, like instant bestseller. Everyone loves it. Yeah, just all there needs all there needs to be is for like four groups of people for some arbitrary reason, just so you can put yourself in a fucking house on your little Quizlet. Mm-hmm. And the main character is the special main character who's in all of the houses all at once. All, who is in all the houses, and they get chosen because they're special in all the houses, and everyone hates them because they're special. Because why can't I be special? Well, the special snowflake gets to be special, so the special snowflake has to hook up with special snowflake Y or X as the, as it may be, um, and then gunfight. Credits. Maybe it's a one fight too. Maybe. What if they have like gun wands, like gun blades? What if it's like some weird like shit like that? Don't give the fucking Harry Potter lady any ideas. No, wait, this is a good. This is a good question because like, why hasn't the Final Fantasy series been turned into like a young adult film franchise yet? <laughs> I don't know. Because like, people, kids would eat that shit up. People would eat that shut shit up. People like our age would eat that shit up because we grew up with that. I don't want to play a Final Fantasy VII remake. I, I, I played Final Fantasy VII and I'm pretty good with having that having I want happen. to. I, I have not ever laid a finger on any Final Fantasy. And I'm okay with that. Eh, That's fine. Like one till about, let's say, maybe 12. There are, there are some really yeah, good ones. Kind of... Ignore eleven and thirteen, take it or leave it, and that new MMO at fourteen or whatever. See, Ask when, your fucking brother about that when one. The number, when the numbers get that high, that's when I check out. Like you said, oh yeah, the first twelve are good. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. I only have so much time on this earth. Uh, a couple weren't like a couple of the first ones weren't even released in the U.S. and so they just kind of got skipped. Oh. So no, they're getting re-released on Game Boy pokemon or something didn't they release like 
didn't they release three as or six as three here in America? Or yeah, like that? yeah, they, yeah. They've that... gone back and fixed it, and like you, every single time a console comes out, someone ports Final Fantasy to it. I'm assuming it's Square because that they own the games, but. Could we get back at them by making our Final Fantasy movie series here and then re-releasing them out of order in Japan? <laughs> I'm sure they could sue for that. How? Under what? For the intellectual property. Well, okay. So we, we get the rights first. Then, once we get the rights, they can't do shit. So, everyone, give us <laughs> PayPal money so we can buy the rights to uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. And we're going to make the fucking luck! We're going to make the Spirits Within, too. You know what's hard about buying the Final Fantasy rights to turn into the game rights to turn into movies is that all the games have different characters. Right. Like, hey, Uwe Bolt, I know you're listening. Um, hit us up, man. We're, yeah, we got an idea. We, you you could make at least three of these. We could at least get to one two six. Okay, that's all we're saying. <laughs> one four seven. You know. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, if we bought the rights to Mario, like, you get the rights to Mario and all the characters, which right. comes with all the Mario games. But, like, Final Fantasy, everyone is different, so they have 12 different games worth of characters. Yeah. So you have to buy the rights to every single character. Well, I and I think, don't they, uh, don't they, like, reuse some character names throughout some of the games? There's a character named Sid in every single one. Um, but they're, they're always different, though. Yeah, and there's, like, yeah. there's like red shirt characters named Biggs and Wedge in every single one. But uh, Let's be honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. God, let's man. be honest though. Um well like let's from like six, seven, eight, and nine definitely have like incidental characters named Biggs and Wedge. Yeah. Um and uh Wow, they just did not give a fuck, did they? No, no. Apparently. Um but let's be honest here, if you want talking about making them into movies, people only care about like seven. Seven and maybe eight and six. And that's it. Yeah, probably. What? And Anyone who wants to, cares about ten can just go soak their fucking head because seriously, yeah. Wasn't it a game about like pop stars or some shit? Yeah, pop basically stars. that's what Final Fantasy Ten Two was. I never played it, so I don't know anything about it. Either either of those. Final oh. Fantasy Ten was the game where Meg Ryan was the main character. All I know is the phrase "Blitzball." Yes. Oh yeah. And it sounded a lot like Calvin Ball to me. It is underwater soccer, but makes even less sense than that. Underwater soccer, but it's also mixed martial arts. <laughs> probably. You probably have to have the fucking like body strength to be able to play soccer underwater. Hell yeah, dude. That's Think of the fucking resistance. Wait, so if water polo is just polo played on the water, or if, just, if it's just soccer in the water, underwater soccer is just... Marco How good are polo? horses at swimming for water polo? <laughs> those of you listening out there that's john's second george carlin joke of the night man you're just on a roll tonight uh, man, he's dead what's he gonna do about it I... somebody read brain droppings on the way over here that's all i'm saying so that's uh, what you were doing when i was driving what was i doing here, driving we have to like trek three days north to get back to the the, the point here uh so die hard six it's apparently supposed to be a prequel about young john mcclain on the beat yeah, it's a it's a with a framing story of Bruce Willis being an old crotchety man. So it's it's gonna be about John McClane meeting Holly instead of being a young crotchety man, which is what he was in Die Hard. And, yeah, and saving her from terrorist X. Which let's be honest, it's going to be Hans Gruber's dad. Yeah, because 
because we have we have completely run out of ideas. What if Hans Gruber's in there since it's a prequel? But, hmm. What? Well, well, no, because he, he doesn't he doesn't know who Hans Gruber is though. Never mind. It's gonna end with John McClane killing Hans Gruber's dad on TV while Hans Gruber watches. Right. Okay. And then that's gonna ch- completely change the entire subtext of the first movie. God damn it! Because now it's not it's not actually because now now Die Hard would become Die Hard with a Vengeance. Because it's gonna be about revenge. Yes. I can see exactly where this is going. I'd rather they didn't do any of this. And no, sir. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> so that's it. We're closing the book on Nightmare Before Christmas. Unless there's anything else to say. No. It's a, it's a good movie. Watch I, it. I, uh, I ran out of George Carlin jokes, yeah. so. I mean, yeah, it's it's P good. I mean, you watch it on your Netflix and spend an hour. It's okay. Yeah, it's short and it's you can watch it with your kids yeah. if, if you got them. Oh, kid, kids love it. Yeah. I was a kid. I, when I was a kid, I loved it. Yeah. I wore it out. and I wore it out until I was 10, and then I didn't watch it again for like 10 years. Yeah. Disney was worried about it being too scary. It's not scary. Yeah, it's not at all. There's like, you know, mild grossness, but it's like mild cartoon yeah, grossness. It, I mean, it might have been, like edgy. Spiders it might and have stuff. been edgy for 1993, but it is like super, yeah. super normcore now. Yeah. There are spiders and things, whatever. Yeah. I do have to wonder about some of the monsters, like the little devil kid with the wings and shit. That's just straight up creepy to me. Yeah, that's just me. That that's that's NBD unless you're like super religious or some shit. Yeah, which like, I guess the movie kind of borders. It doesn't really even touch the religious sort of a thing, does it? Mm-mm. It no. really doesn't. Like, cause I could imagine a Christmas town that was nothing but like nativity scenes and shit. Oh and, god! And, and Jack wanting to get in on that. That's like all of my family's houses. <laughs> a Christmas town that's nothing but so, nativity um, scenes. So imagine a imagine a nightmare before Christmas in which Jack stumbles into Nativity Town yes. and brings it back to Halloween Town. So he steals Jesus. And decides he wants to put on his own nativity scene in Halloween Town. And so he decides to be Jesus. Mm-hmm. As spindly and, as he and, is. And and so he goes to like a midnight mass in the real world. I just wrote Rob Zombie's Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, Rob Zombie, if you're listening, we have ideas. Send us money. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, I think that's going to have to do it yep. this week. That's it. We're out. We're, we're all out. All right. So thank you for coming back to Christmas Creeps for Home for the Horror Days. Uh, I am extremely proud of that pun. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to say it until it loses its power, Home for the Horror Days. Go fuck <sighs> yourself, Joe. Tee-hee. Um, but if you enjoyed Home for the Horror Days, or if you have uh, Halloween Christmas movie crossovers that you enjoy, please let us know. Please email us at xmascreeps at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Christmas Creeps. Find us on Facebook. We're, we're real easy to find. We're the skull with the candy cane crossbones. Also, go on to iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Uh, you can subscribe there. Get all our old episodes. You can also get us on Stitcher now, officially. We got the email just a few days ago. Sweet. And so we are officially part of the Stitcher family, which may not be as prestigious as it sounds, but hey, we're a fan. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so until next time, next when, when next we meet. We're going to watch Alien. We are going to watch Alien because it will still be the horror days.
Good night, everybody. Oh, shit. There's another fucking day in October. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.